face palming man. Don't don't worry about it. Can, can you can you can you hear it? Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark four powering up. Mark seventeen powering up. Mark forty four powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Nate from the Gamers Guild. What's happening, my guy? Not much, man. Uh, well, you know what? No, that that's a that's a downright lie. There are so many things happening if, within the confines of Marvel Crisis Protocol, and that's what I'm here to talk about, man. I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now, and I think we have to talk about the elephant misfit in the room if you know what i mean and that is the fact that so on this day that we're recording the guardians of the galaxy has been updated if you will mm -hmm. we're not talking about the day we're talking about the core set characters that have been updated today however just be prepared suits because we are going to dive deep into the Guardians of the Galaxy updates here very soon on House Party Protocol, so just be ready for that. Nate, I'm sure you're already writing a script for your next video. You're, you're not wrong. Exactly. I didn't think so. By the way, <laughs> I've just got to say, you sound amazing. Did you get a new mic? Uh, you know what? There there may be a new microphone in the office. Nice. It sounds incredible. I mean, you, you definitely should be a radio host now because it's amazing. Don't don't tempt me because there, there might be things in the works. Who knows? But oh, my goodness. Career change. Nate on 98.9 FM coming to you live. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have a lot of updates to talk about today. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the four characters that AMG spoiled as part of their core box update stuff. We're going to talk about all these characters, and even though we've talked about Captain America, Steve Rogers, on this show and with his updates, we've talked about that a little bit already and kind of did a little bit of a deep dive on it. I still think it's worth talking about in the context of these additional updates here because some things changed, and some things changed in an interesting way with how he relates to these newer updates if that makes sense. So be prepared for that. Also, uh, about the middle of the show, we're going to announce the winners of our Convocation giveaway. That's right. We're going to have two winners. You're going to get a Dormammu and then the rest of the Convocation to fight Dormammu. So good luck, everybody out there, and uh, stay tuned for that. So I'm excited for that. Nate, let's dive right into these changes, and let's start by reminding everyone what Captain America Steve Rogers changed. So would you tell everybody what changed on that? Absolutely. So uh, everything that changed with Captain America has to deal with his attacks. Uh, first of all, his strike and shield slam but uh, had a push of size 2, and then the shield slam had a throw of size 2. And both of those sizes got increased to size 3, making... Captain America a little bit stronger as he rightfully deserves. 
Exactly. I mean, he does have the super soldier serum after all, so it just makes sense. Yep. Uh, and really, uh, to me at least, the, the more significant change there is in the shield slam. Uh, it's a guaranteed push slash throw effect uh, movement, I guess, on the enemy character, which is a big deal. But it also is going to allow him to probably throw that enemy character into other characters. And doing that with a size three increases the damage threshold and just all good things there. Exactly. So those changes, I think, are notable and simple, but bring Captain America Steve Rogers up to a place where he doesn't feel like such a liability and you don't feel like you're hitting something with a wet noodle when you're Mm -hmm. doing your attack. Uh, And speaking of previous wet noodles, uh, one that uh, got a lot stronger is his shield throw. And that's where really the most significant changes, I think, happened. Oh, absolutely. Uh, First of all, the strength went from four to five. Uh, which is just kind of, you know, generally good. It's uh, it's more damage output. It also means that you're more likely to get a wild to trigger the ricochet, which will then allow him to do another five dice attack because it doesn't really care about range unless it is as long as it is within three of the original targets. So you can just start playing pinball with it. Exactly. I think that that is kind of the secret sauce to this whole thing is shield throw getting that extra die, and then generating one power. Because now Mm -hmm. you're able to do what he does best, and that is bodyguard all the time. Like, yeah, you don't want to lose Captain America, but you also want him to be taking the shots for other people. And I feel like that before it was, you kind of had, you know, you couldn't go pick up an extract with him, because now you're going to be down a power trying to bodyguard for somebody, you know, mm-hmm. because nobody would just attack Captain America in general, especially in the more competitive sense, I guess you could say, is everybody would just, you could just ignore Captain America when he didn't have two power because he's not going to do anything really. And now he's going to at least be able to have access to his abilities on a more readily available situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, shield throw gives him possibly extra four power a turn uh, if you're getting the ricochets off and everything else is going smoothly for him, uh, which will let him bodyguard, raise up his shield, or even possibly just have more access to shield slam as a control piece, uh, fighting over secure. All these are good things. Exactly. It's all good and stuff that I think we'll we'll end up seeing a lot more Captain Steve here very soon, I think. Yeah, I I hope that we get a a couple more uh, synergistic and affiliation choices uh, at lower threat levels. But I I think uh, he's he's this is certainly a great push uh, in the direction of him. seeing the table a lot more frequently. I think we're, we'll see a little bit more already because of the changes to Hulk and other stuff. But uh, let's talk about some uh, some other Avengers. Yeah, so you were talking about synergistic lower threat values. I mean, Iron Man here got, what, one change? Like, one thing changed? One thing changed. And that one thing, though, is huge. And, Nate, what is that change? The cost of his active superpower, Friday AI, 
has gone from three down to two. Uh, and for those who don't remember, because you may not have seen Iron Man's card in a while, uh, Friday AI says during the next attack action made by this character this turn, add two dice to its attack rolls. Okay, so the next attack action, which applies to a lot of things, but let's just talk about what's on his card right now, and that is Repulsor Blast and Homing Rockets. So range four and range five, a four dice attack and a five dice attack, respectively. So being able to Friday AI for two power means that it's pretty much on tap very early. It's ready to go early. But you throw him into a Steve Avengers team, and all of a sudden, you're doing that turn one if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you have access to it as early as turn two after he interacts with an objective on turn one. Right, and I'm just going to say, like, let's talk about a little bit of strategy here around Iron Man. Depending on the crisis setup, he's a character now that I would want to hold back to activate a little bit later to be able to get that Repulsor Blast with the Friday AI to hopefully, and I get, on, you know, you're betting a little bit on the dice, which we all know dice are going to dice, you know, and uh, you can't always bank on them when it's power equal to damage dealt, but still, a range four energy attack is a pretty good distance after a move, and being able to buff it to six dice right away and getting power equal to damage dealt, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, and the other really nice thing is they didn't touch his push on the wild uh, in the sense that there is still no size restriction, whereas characters like Shuri, we have seen that her Panther Gauntlets is now reduced to size 3, so Iron Man still has uh, some very meaningful control there. Right, and to your point about Steve, how with the extra dice that he gets making those things more reliable, especially on his strike specifically, the wild push becoming more reliable, the wild ricochet on his shield throw becoming more reliable at five dice, six dice, you're looking at about 60% of the time you can expect to get that because it's the same math as a Thor with his throw. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's about 60% of the time. So you're not necessarily going to bank on it per se but i'm gonna operate just personally how i play the game i'm gonna operate under the assumption that i'm gonna hit that with six dice and i'm going to not necessarily plan to have that but i'm going to semi-plan to have that (laughs) (laughs) i mean you i mean i'm just saying like there is, there are, I will say, there are those games, though, that I'm going to have where I'm going to be banking on it, and I'm going to do that attack, you know, six times in a game and never hit it. You know that's yep. going to happen. Absolutely. And that's okay. And that's okay. You know, those dice, they just they just love to dice. So, I just, I think that this one little thing, like this one subtle change, like there's other things that I wish for Iron Man here, like... Like, I wish that he would have had one more stamina. Just just one more stamina would have really, on his healthy side, doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be across the board, you know, on, on his either healthy or injured side, whichever one, but one more stamina would have put him right at that perfect spot because while he does have the damage reduction, it's still that he's very susceptible to, to being killed easily. 
mm-hmm. think. Yeah, no, I mean, ultimately he ends up, uh, he's got the same stat defensively as uh, War Machine. Uh, the invulnerability is huge and all that. Personally, I, I would have liked to have seen a change to homing rockets only costing one power instead of two. I could see that. Uh, just to, like, hey, here's a one power range five, five dice attack. That's pretty good. And then in Steve's Avengers, it kind of gives him a little bit more justification where it's like, hey, here's a two power seven dice attack you can make once per turn. Yeah, I can see that. But I do think that Iron Man is now a candidate to be flush with power. So I don't think you'll feel as bad using homing rockets as you Mm -hmm. would have before. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and there's a good chance. And obviously, uh, we haven't seen the backside of the new card. We all assume that Unibeam has not been touched because it wasn't mentioned in any article or anything like that is changing. And that's where the Friday AI becomes real gross. Yeah, and why is that, Nate? Uh, Because now you only have to pay one power, and because it has that unique wording of during the next attack action means that the entire action, so any beam or area attack, gets to add all the dice. All the dice. So, Nate, let me ask you this. Because I've seen it floating around out there, and I wonder if this is an interaction that is as potent as we might think it is. Ricochet Blast, a core Mm -hmm. box tactics card that we haven't really seen a lot in the better part of two years now. Does it have some new play with this? I think it absolutely does. It it, it was already a pretty decent card, uh, mostly because the ability to reroll all dice and being able to throw Friday AI on that makes it even uh, just more lethal because you're getting to reroll that many more dice. Uh, but I think it sees more legs within uh, Sam's Avengers than Steve's. Oh, interesting. Why do you think that is? Uh, personally, I, I still just think uh, this version of Tony is going to be a better fit with uh, Sam and what he is trying to do in a game uh, going wide, the better access to a new tactic card we're expecting to get with Hulkbuster here. I guess a little while down the road after some announced delays, but that's not the time for this. <laughs> um, b- being able to go wide and being able to have a Steve that's going to be a little bit more mobile with where Iron Man wants him to be to get that shield blast uh, off or ricochet blast off. But that's my personal take. Yeah, I I do think that the ricochet blast, so for those of you that might not remember, Ricochet Blast is a tactics card, and it says if it is Iron Man's activation and he is within range four of an allied Captain America. So because of the way that our two Captain Americas have been worded, they are both Captain America. So this card works with either of them. So if it's in range four of an allied Captain America, they may spend two power each to play this card. While within range four of Captain America, Iron Man may use the Ricochet Blast attack shown above once this activation. Range and line of sight are measured from Captain America instead of Iron Man when making this attack. Here's the key part of the text. Iron Man may re-roll any number of attack dice during this attack. So, to break all this down and why I brought this card up, because I think it's interesting... Now, all of a sudden, you have an opportunity for four power if you're playing in Sam's Avengers, three power if you're playing in Steve's Avengers, 
to make a nine dice re-roll any attack. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That is huge, huge, huge. Iron Fist wishes he could re-roll any. He does. <laughs> you know, I, I can't tell some you. some whiffs on his nine dice energy. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. I, I mean, Nate, you, you and I have talked about this before. Anytime I get over seven dice, it, it's it's consistently below average. <laughs> <laughs> for me like and and there's certain attacks in the game that no matter what i do i'm just gonna whiff that attack I, like this the setup might be perfect it might be the right time for me to use it i might have all the power in the world but by god i'm gonna whiff the hell out of it looking at you illicit tech <laughs> like i don't think i've done damage with illicit tech a single time i've used it yeah that's not why it's there it's there for the incinerate you're exactly right but i digress yeah, you, you still want to build a little bit of power off of it. Exactly. I feel you. So anyways, all, all this to say, I think Ricochet Blast, especially considering the upcoming changes to where you can take 10 tactics cards, I think Ricochet Blast is going to see an interesting come up. And to your point, you mentioned the, the spirit bomb that comes with the Hulkbuster, but we don't have that for a while. At least until January, I believe, is what the new release date is. Mm-hmm. So I could see Ricochet Blast getting some play. And I think it's one of those things that when you factor in the distance that range four from Captain America, or yeah, range four from Captain America, and all subsequently who is range four from Iron Man, like think about the distance that is on the board. It covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those where if a savvy player is like, okay, I'm going to move a character, I'm going to move my Captain America into a more central place, and they're like, okay, well, you know, you've got your opponents like, oh, I've got this two characters over here who's holding an extract. I, I think they're fine. You know, I think this character's fine holding this extract. I can activate someone else first. But they didn't think about the fact that Captain America is now within range four of them. I, I think it could sneak up on people. And it's and it's one that I'm interested to try. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how useful it's going to be, I, you know, but it's it's just one of those things that I find really interesting, especially adding in a Friday AI to make it nine dice and then that sweet, sweet re-roll any. Just please, for the love of God, don't roll skulls, right? Yeah, pretty much. So it always makes you cringe. It, I mean, it, it feels bad. <laughs> so... Is that all you got about Iron Man? Is that all you want to talk about with Iron Man? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wish uh, I wish he saw just a little bit more of a buff, but I think he has a, a solid home in Sam Spam, and this just reinforces his place there, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about roster building towards the end of this, but I, I think that there's a really interesting situation happening within Avengers right now, so we'll talk about that in a minute. So next up, we have the one and only Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. And her changes are subtle, not quite as subtle as Iron Man. She has a power reduction in something. And she also has an increase in a size on something else. So, Nate, what are these changes that we're experiencing with the other Captain that is an Avenger? Other Captain, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, uh, has all of her changes to her superpowers. 
Uh, first is that binary form has gone from cost five down to cost four. Ridiculous. Uh, which is really good. Like I, I've got this big old grin on my face. I've I've been a huge Captain Marvel proponent because I love her energy blast, especially once she hits binary. Like already seeing play in Brotherhood and A Force and other places and stuff. Uh, and this change alone is. It, like it's only one power, but it's so significant because there's so many more places where she can now easily maintain the power generation she needs to just constantly stay in binary form, which is not what your opponent wants because it adds two dice to her attack and defense rolls. Yeah, this is bonkers. Bananas and bonkers. Ah, it's great. Uh, and so the reduction there is fantastic. But in addition, just to like make sure, hey, like don't forget about this other superpower she has, uh, she can now throw characters and terrain features of size four or less. Mm, Danver Special got a buff. Danver Special also got a buff, and now she's also immune to incinerate, which uh, we'll we'll laugh about here in a second. But it, it's a nice little thing; it's there. I mean, all right. Do you, do you want? Uh, can I sprinkle a little bit of salt? Sprinkle some salt. Or or maybe put some habanero ghost pepper on this because it's about to get spicy. All right. This is insane. Like, she's yeah. insane now. Like, yeah. she was good before. Like, let's, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that Captain Marvel was one of those characters that got overshadowed by just new stuff explosion mm-hmm. because she's always been a good character. She's, she's always been fun, always had a home in Cabal, and like eventually kind of got edged out by in-affiliation choices. Doesn't hurt my feelings, but she got access in Brotherhood. She got access in the A-Force, giving her power, her having the tools that those affiliations want. Like There, there was already a pretty sweet deal going on there. Right. She was a solid choice a lot of places, and maybe she wasn't seeing a lot of play outside of the A-Force area currently, Mm -hmm. but she's been a good character. Like, she's been good. And now, I think she is on this level of holy crap. Like, I I think that... uh, Hear me out. I don't know if this this is the spice. This is the spice, not maybe the salt. I don't know. Maybe sweet and salty. This is borderline threat five character territory. Ooh. All right, because if you think about the fact that binary form, two dice to defense, two dice to attack rolls, energy blast, range four, re-roll any for free. Mm-hmm. And now in Avengers you're not going to have a problem keeping her into binary form. And binary form, it lasts until the start of her next activation. So the the benefits are insane. And Energy Blast, it's one power every time you do it. So if you think about the fact that you're going to gain a power at the start of a turn, and you can potentially do two Energy Blasts, it's three power. In Steve's Avengers, you're now right there at that four power at the start of your next turn. So or three. Or yeah, With three power. Yeah, you're yeah. you're at the three power right at the start of your next turn. With a power to burn. And and so you're not gonna have an issue keeping her in binary form, especially in Steve's Avengers. 
A-Force, Brotherhood, Cabal, these other places that generate power, that give power, it's it's insane. And now you're, you're also layering into that, like her throw getting size four, fine. That's that's fine, right? Like that that's not too crazy. You say it's fine now. Just just wait till uh, like Hulk is gonna see a lot more table time with his changes. Hulk Buster is coming out. Uh, oh I'm, no, it's good. Size four, size four is real relevant. It, it is it is very relevant, and the fact that not a lot of things can move size four again makes her even that much more potent. But let's also factor in that she's now immune to incinerate. So like, mm-hmm. oh hey, this tool you have to deal with this character. No, no, you don't have that anymore. We're taking it away. Like, uh, and I, and I want to go ahead and say, this is not a bad change. Like, I'm excited to see more Carol Danvers on the table. But what I think is about to happen is we're going to see all the Carol Danvers on the table. Okay. Okay. I I don't think we'll. I don't think her meta swing will be to the point of like, hey, here's new release kind of overwhelming uh places like the tts leagues and stuff like that but i definitely i I think she sees a significant uptick from where she was because she was already just so low on the bringing it list yes and i think that that like i said was a little unfair because i think she was she's been a good character this whole time Mm -hmm. and for power to get two dice on everything is just Oh man, it just seems so good. It seems so good, and because it, it is, it is. And I mean, she's Magneto. She's 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 got some Magneto level abilities now. Like you mm-hmm. know, and Magneto's his own thing. But like Magneto, range three, re-roll any with six dice. Carol is basically that with no drawbacks. I mean, well, it, it comes at the cost of having to pay for power return. Yeah. Uh, and so there there is an upkeep cost to, to make sure she's able to to stay in what is essentially a six-threat form. Once she hits binary, uh, she is no longer a four-threat character. She, she is essentially a high five or a low six-threat character. Right. And I think making that cost four is just, it's utter craziness. Like, I'm here for it because, again, I, I think... Carol is a character that, I mean, she's one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. So, make, translating her to one of the most powerful characters in tabletop form makes sense. But, like, I I really feel like that um, she's, she's, she's going to be a force. Pun intended. A force. Get it, Nate? Yeah, no. I, I'm just over here Face palming, man. Don't don't worry about it. Can, can you can you can you hear it? It's just over and over right now. <laughs> I literally hear you face palming. That's amazing. <sighs> anyways, anyways, like I mean, am I am I out of am I out of line with this, Nate? Do you think? No, I a little bit. I think four power is still a pretty significant cost. So Captain Marvel can't just be plug and play into any affiliation like we've seen with some other four-threat ladies who have uh, been dominating the meta. Uh, I think she has specific homes. Steve, Skull, Magneto, She-Hulk, where she's going to perform really well if people have the patience to get her up to that power and then have some sort of way to make sure she stays relevant. Because 
if a character, if she suddenly starts getting pushed around, thrown around, uh, like any other character who's getting pushed and has to waste movement to get back to where they were to be a relevant threat, uh, it, it tones her down quite a bit, uh, staggers, other things. So I think she's still fine as a, a four threat. Uh, but if your opponent makes the mistake of not bringing an answer uh, to kind of these mobile turrets that we're, we're seeing, not mobile, immobile turrets, but just <laughs> heavy damage output threats yeah. like Magneto, uh, they're going to be in a bad way. Yeah, and, and that's what's interesting is from a kind of metagame perspective, if you will, having the answers to the questions is mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder, I think, uh, going forward. Because with the way the crisis changes are coming out, and if this is your first episode, uh, we have talked about this a couple of times, but basically, crisis, you're going to have to... What is it, Nate? You're going to have to pick a random crisis from the red or blue that you pick based on the priority. So it's a lot less control on the player's end as to what they play. So mm-hmm. you're you're going to have to look across the table and say, okay, well, I hope I get this crisis. If I don't, it might not be such a great experience. But I do think that... I don't think that this version of Captain Marvel, though, creates any kind of a negative play experience, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, it, no, I think, uh, I think she is extremely well-balanced uh, and is going to just be able to to just roll more dice. Right. And rolling dice is always fun. It she she's going to be potent. And I'm mm-hmm. going to let me just just one tiny little bit of strategy here for casual players, competitive players, you probably already know this, but if you see this version of Carol across the table from you, even the previous version, but especially this version, do not under any circumstances roll energy attacks against her. It is not a good idea. <laughs> just don't do it. All right? I'm just going to... Do it. Do, do it. <laughs> I mean, like, just hard pass. Like, if you're sitting there and you've got, you know, OG Strange, and you're like, well, I could use the bolts of bedevilment right now. Don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, because even if you get damage through, you give her power. If you If she also manages to get a wild, you're... She's controlling how much damage and is gaining additional power. Yeah. Uh, energy absorption, real good. And I'm glad that we're, we're starting to see more renditions of it. Uh, some have popped up in the Convocation wave. Exactly. Yeah, so the Mystic Armor of Strange came in handy in my TTS match. If we have time at the end of the show, we can talk about that here soon. There we go. But let's kind of... One of the things that I think I, I touched on is the incinerate immunity, Nate. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's uh, one of those like a- anytime you're immune to a, a relevant condition, like sometimes immunity to bleed is there, and it is helpful in the long game, but it, it's not as appreciated as it probably should be. But being able to be like, no, you can't incinerate me. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That's uh, that's real annoying for your opponent, especially when Danvers gets to that point where she's going to be in continuous binary form. Because really, when you're bringing Carol, you're bringing her in one of the affiliations that says, yes, we can keep you in binary form forever, Carol. Exactly. Um, 
And so it's just like, yeah, I've got a five, six, five defense line, period. Yeah. Like, and, sure, you can still throw at me. Uh, I guess there, there's that one downside of the Denver or the binary form, but. You, uh, you can't see it. I'm waving my finger in like the kind of whoopity do motion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the throws are great, but, you know, it, probably Carol's going to be range four away, and I'm pretty sure nobody throws that far except for like maybe Modoc. Yeah, but he only throws. Yeah, I guess he throws to the train. But I'm just saying, like, that. yeah, good yeah. luck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the incinerate thing, like, this is where, again, we're talking about metagame just for a little bit. I think this one character right here just kind of opens up so much interesting discussion, especially in the metagame. And, like, I don't feel like that there's this, like, hard, defined meta in MCP. Like, like Medusa, good. Enchantress, good. But, like, outside of those two, there's no, like, this is the way to win the game. Mm. like play if you will and and i don't think carol is like kind of a character on that level but now if you're looking at the metagame and you're going up against a a captain marvel a a team with captain marvel and you have x-force good luck Hmm. good luck like that and that's that's not me saying like oh man that sounds terrible the way i said that but like Cable's thing is to range five, shoot you, and incinerate you so the rest of the team can kind of, like, do other stuff. Yeah, I feel like Domino still has a a decent chance. Granted, you can't incinerate, but just getting off the rapid fire, uh, especially if you can do it to Marvel before she hits binary, uh, that that can still... Domino is an absurdly consistent character with those rapid fires. She's great. and and I've I've got a bit of salt, but... (laughs) I, I I could taste the salt right there a little bit. I just want you to know that. Um, it's it's all just an interesting interesting thing that you you have to factor these things in with your list building, and it's one of those things where like I've been a champion of of dual affiliation lists for a long time, and there's so many characters in each affiliation now that there's not really a reason not to run single affiliation when you have so many options especially for things like avengers cabal spider foes criminal syndicate like those kind of the big ones and i will say though if you're running these kind of you know other affiliations x-force x-men you know uh inhumans some of these other ones i i think having a contingency plan for a character that you might run into or for some of these other kind of things that you might run into is going to be, I think, a little bit more important. Yeah, uh, and just another example off the top of my head, Brotherhood, uh, Yeah, kind of in the, the reverse, they have no real access to energy attacks in affiliation. Yeah. Uh, and so if, they, if they're going up a team like the X-Men that are just like, oh yeah, we're, we're stout on that side of things, uh, or going up against the spider foes at this point, who are also very stout but have some of those energy weaknesses, it's not something that that affiliation can take advantage of. Absolutely, that's you know you nailed that on the head, man. Like, and and I think that that that's kind of the thing you have to think about with your list building, especially with this change to Captain Marvel. You know, is you gotta gotta factor those things in, and we don't know what the back of her card looks like, but my guess is it's the same. <laughs> yep. Very so, similar. 
Next up, the last change character from the core box is probably the one that is the most significant in terms of just overall changes. Uh Uh-huh. Now, not as defining as, and not as ground-shaking, I would say, as Carol, but uh, Ultron, maybe there's little asterisks, you know? If if this was Discord, this would be asterisks before, asterisks after, make it italics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I feel you. So, so we have Ultron with an alter ego of Ultron. <laughs> Gasp. So I think AMG might have gotten like early access to What If, and they saw that version of Ultron and were like, we need to do something. <laughs> I mean, look, Ultron saw his day in the sun when drop-off was still a thing. Mm-hmm. But after that, I think Ultron's probably been the one of the, if not the least played characters in the game. Yeah. Uh, drop-off certainly hit him, uh, him and Goblin, the hardest outright. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Ultron was even seen playing Guardians with their old leadership because it's like, hey, if I don't need Age of Ultron, like, I can pitch it. And there was some cute synergy there. Exactly. Uh, and he was able to do Groot stuff, but now it's uh, he the the clouds rolled in. He was he was for forlorn and all that stuff for so long, and now uh, the, the there is light. There is light, and he I think he also suffered a little bit from the fact that one of his superpowers was an errata, and like if you just buy the core set and you're just playing having some fun, you know you might not see that. And Mm -hmm. so now we've got kind of the cleaned up version of the card. So, Nate, what changes? Oh, boy. Let's start with his strike uh, because it's the top of the card and the first thing that I see. Uh, It is instead of a range two, four dice, zero cost attack that gains him one power, it is a range two, six dice attack. Everything else is still the same. But that's yeah. two extra dice. Two extra dice. He doesn't gain power equal to damage dealt. It's just one power. But six dice on a four threat character. Yowzas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only other four threats are Gamora and Black Dwarf that have a, a six die free attack. Is that right? Yeah. That, that's uh, the only other two. Yeah. So that that that's... Not necessarily the best company to keep until all these other updates uh, start popping in, but that that's a very small company because it's a really good attack. Exactly. It's it's but over he, the curve in terms of a four threat. Yep, but you know what? We're gonna throw a, here, here's a here's a curve for you. His other free attack also got a buff. It's a range four five dice energy attack called Energy Blast. And this one is the kind of traditional after the attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. And that used to be it. But now, on a wild, they gain incinerate. Even better. With five dice. Like, hey, you, you know Cable, that, that five threat character? Let's just reduce the uh, the range on that builder by one, and let's just give that to Ultron. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's just... <laughs> It's so good, and the way you said that is just so perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh, I it, love it. It's uh, that that's a very positive 
change. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, Incinerate's good. We were talking about, like, Captain Marvel being immune to Incinerate being very good and relevant. And so being able to give out that same condition is also very good and relevant. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, Incinerate's so good. And I've been glossing over the fact that maybe there's people out there listening, this is your first episode. Incinerate, you lose a defense die. So basically, if you have the Incinerate condition and I attack you, you will roll one less defense die. Incinerate does not affect dodge rolls. So keep that in mm-hmm. mind. But anyways, it's one of the best conditions in the game. And you know what? There's still two other changes to his card. Hang on, Nate. You're crazy talking. So we've already talked about two changes. There's two yep. more? Yeah, two two buffs. Oh, God. Let it be known. What happened next? All right, so uh, he didn't want to be left out. So like Captain Marvel, his size of his throw got increased to four. from Only three. terrain. Which is, it's only terrain, uh, and it is from range three, so he's kind of able to to pull something from pretty far back on the battlefield and toss that out there. Uh, and, and there's not always going to be size four terrain that's available. Uh, but like, hey, you know that five threat character, Scarlet Witch? Let, let's just give Ultron her throw. Yeah, lots of five threat character things coming into Ultron here. Yeah, like just just good good general stuff. Uh, and I will say, I think my favorite change on him, and not necessarily always going to be the most relevant, but the one that I think will make him more consistent and more dangerous, is the change to Analyze and Annihilate. It's an innate superpower, so he always has access to this. Well, and yeah, and it used to be reactive. It used exactly. to cost power. Exactly. <laughs> what is uh, the change? Now, granted, the overall, cha- the overall effect did change, where it used to be if your opponent rolls in crits, you get to roll in extra dice as well. It's, it's no longer that. Uh, it is now, before resolving critical results, this character may re-roll one die in its attack roll for each crit in the opposing defense roll. That's still solid. Um, Still solid. It's a little bit wordy, and the timing, like, you, you want to make sure not to miss it because it is relevant timing. Uh, so you roll your dice, your opponent rolls their dice, and now there's this unique window before any of the crits happen where you can re-roll your dice, and if you get a crit, that crit will then get to explode, which is really nice. Yeah, and that's such a weird window because I think this is the only character... Uh, other than maybe Domino that can mess with that window, officially. I think so that sounds right. Yeah. So like Domino messes with that window by manipulating skulls, but mm-hmm. Ultron, I guess now is one of the only characters that that window where before any crits are rolled or exploded, now he has the potential to add another crit. Now, granted, it's it's a one in eight chance. It's very low probability that you roll a crit there. But when you do, that's going to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I love that. I'm with you, Nate. I think it's it's a very exciting change for the character. Yeah, it's one that'll take Ultron players a little bit of time to probably get used to and make sure they're always paying attention to the dice timing and all that kind of stuff. But man, it's a really nice superpower. It is. And all of these changes, Nate, so I... I kind of have my opinions on Ultron, but I I jumped the gun with my opinions on Carol. So what are your opinions here on Ultron? Like, overall, what does all of this do for the character? Uh, It makes him a threat. 
And he wasn't like he always had the metallic fury. He always had the kinetic field generator, which are some some good abilities and attacks that let him be a little bit dangerous, but not necessarily for threat levels of dangerous. Right. Uh, Because one of the easiest things that you could do to old Ultron was the same thing that you would do to old Hulk. And that's ignore him. Don't don't give him power. Make him work for his power. Make him work for his lethalness because also like if you do attack into him it's kind of a trap and a waste because of the fantastic card age of ultron exactly this ultron's a lot harder to ignore now yeah and age of ultron for those of you that don't know ultron can spend eight power and come back to life yep when he would be ko'd instead of being removed he is just placed within range three of his current location he doesn't get like a day's token or any or activation token or any of that uh he just gets uh placed back onto his healthy side within range three of his location and the fun thing about that is unlike ghost rider who takes over somebody else's body functionally uh ultron just comes back yep so you now have again talking about the changes to the core rules 10 tactics card slots you have an ultron the age of ultron's back in play baby mm-hmm I I gotta say, I'm really excited to play Ultron again. Like, he was always a character that was kind of just flat for a long time for me. Like, I didn't hate him or anything, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of just meh. You know, he's the epitome of a meh character. Like, Core Peter was kind of meh for a long time, but I've kind of come around on Core Peter in some way. Just That's a discussion for another time. But, like, Ultron here now... Like you said, he he feels like a presence on the board. He feels like a character that, okay, if you ignore him, he will handle you. And that's that's something, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're uh, 100% correct. It's, it makes him uh, quite a bit more relevant, has to pay attention to him. Uh, you can still put damage into him, okay i mean his stat line overall is pretty good with the four three four wilds count twice on uh, his mystic defense so he's not like in like this super vulnerable character either right and that's another interesting thing you bring up his mystic defense here like he's always had this all will be metal mystic defense thing um so i think this is really interesting here in that with the kind of influx of mystic attacks in the game right now mm-hmm. i think this change to ultron plus the overall context of the game with more mystic makes him a little bit more interesting in general and, and like especially this change now it's like okay well now he's not a liability and i get a defense buff against a convocation team or a midnight suns team mm-hmm. and i find that really interesting yeah, I uh, I think these uh, these changes in general have have been fantastic. And Ultron, uh, like Captain Marvel, in the, the especially with where some of the latest releases are and what's going to be popular, is going to be a pretty relevant character on the table. I think so too. Now, here's a real question for Ultron. He's affiliated Cabal. Mm-hmm. Where else does he slot into you? Uh, so I think very specifically, he works wonders in Sin's Cabal. 
Uh, Why is that? Just because of that natural durability and the interactions with her leadership, he's just going to be a really annoying body to deal with. Where I don't think he's necessarily going to have power problems anymore because he no longer has to worry about paying for Analyze and Annihilate. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's spot number one. Spot number two is with the other size three flyer who's recently seen a very big buff. Uh, and I think he does is going to do work with the spider foes. I completely uh, I played, agree. I, I've, I've played against that new leadership a few times now, and it is so disheartening to just constantly see uh, my defense dice get stripped away from me. And a character who is rolling six dice for a free attack and also has access to incinerating my already weakened defense rolls, I think Ultron is going to be a monster in that affiliation. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I, yeah. I think those his obviously his home affiliation of Cabal like he should see a lot more table time now in mm-hmm. that affiliation. I also think he's really interesting in Criminal Syndicate because mm-hmm. that size three harder to move off of objectives, the big base, so he can contest objectives sooner than kind of your small base characters. He's got that medium move, got that range four. He can incinerate, which Criminal Syndicate really loves to have people incinerated (laughs) i mean who doesn't i guess you could say but like for real it's really extra good and you know so i really like him there i think that that's really interesting and i also think he's really interesting in midnight suns okay and the spending of power to place within one on the 50 mil base really opens up a lot of mobility that you just don't think about until you play into them or with them. And I don't necessarily think that you're going to want to splash Ultron in like all the time, but giving certain scenarios, certain crisis setups, going against certain teams, Ultron's an interesting, interesting play there, especially if you're playing single affiliation. Because mm-hmm. being able to to once we get the ten tactics cards thing, bring those bring that Age of Ultron card. It's not a liability. You're only playing Midnight Suns, not splashing anything else. Well, okay, I'm going up against another Midnight Suns team. Well, interesting at the whatever threat value seems appropriate. I you know I haven't done the math on all of this, <laughs> but like you know, okay, well I've got a bunch of Mystic attacks looking at me across the table well let me drop ultron now my wilds count as two successes on defense mm-hmm. and now i can incinerate you you know so i just i think that's interesting i don't know how competitively viable it is but i think that 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 range one place on a character that has a a range four attack that's power equal to damage dealt with a wild incinerate that has play in that affiliation, especially. Mm-hmm. So, just just keep that in the back of your mind as a place that you might want to want to throw Ultron potentially. And and look, it's a heavy investment uh, for Midnight Suns there because you got a, a four threat leader, you've got a Doctor Strange who's five threat in affiliation who really loves being in Midnight Suns. But maybe you're playing seventeen threat, and instead of bringing your your five threat Strange, you could bring a four threat Ultron and. It's a little different, a little less control, but uh, a little interesting, fun A whole lot things. more punch. Yeah, exactly, which Midnight Suns want to beat the shit out of you, so <laughs> there they you go. They certainly are an attrition. 
based uh, affiliation. Yeah. yeah. Notice I didn't say Web Warriors, even though I think that he could be fun there too. But that's neither here nor there. Some things never change. Some things never change. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nate, I uh, I'm really excited about these character changes. I think that all of these are really great. I think Ultron is the one that's going to take the most time to kind of unlock all of it. But once mm-hmm. it kind of once once we've kind of unpacked everything a little bit and kind of seen how it functions on the tabletop, I think he's going to see a lot more play. Yeah, I think uh, all of the four threats got some significant uh, upgrades to their kits out of the core box, uh, or Except at least the ones that we talked about here. And then uh, Iron Man, a little bit of a tweak. Uh, it's it's enough that he's going to continue to, to see play, and he's also getting a little bit of a buff in the form of new tactic cards uh, not too long. The spirit bomb. Lend me your energy. <laughs> boom. <laughs> so big, big boom. Big boom indeed. So with that, Nate, uh, let's go ahead and pull the winners for our giveaway here. So I uh, just want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone who participated and left us a comment, left us a like, and then uh, sent in the bonus entries. I've got those all tallied up here and in our random comment picker plus the add extra entries thing here i entered everybody's name and also if you're a mark 5 patron you got your two bonus entries i entered them right here so i just want to say i really appreciate uh, everyone for participating i really appreciate all the patrons out there Uh, having the discord chat with y'all is just amazing and to all the suits listening it's always wonderful interacting with y'all and i hope that you uh, like what we've been doing lately, and I hope that uh, that everything's still great. And if you ever have any suggestions for me, feel free to let me know. You can send me emails at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can send us messages on Facebook to our Facebook page there, uh, you know, through the Facebook Messenger. I'll always respond to those. If you're a part of our Discord, if you're a part of our patron program, send me messages in there. Uh, DM me on Discord. It's at uh, HPP underscore Will on the main crisis protocol discords i'm at darth balls 05 uh with the darth balls with a z on twitch so you can uh, follow me there i do the battle reports and stuff we're not unfortunately going to have time to discuss the recent tts match but we'll be doing that soon on the show but uh, again i just want to say thank you so much to to all of y'all out there all the suits out there that listen and it's uh, it's because of y'all that I, I keep doing this and that I want to give back by doing these giveaways. So without further ado, we will get our random comments here. And wow, unique comments. We had a ton of entries. This is awesome. Like a thousand entries. This is amazing. So let's see here. And our winners. So the first winner is Dakota Matthew. Uh, and uh, Dakota Matthew, specifically, uh, your entry came from one of the bonus entries. So thank you so much, Dakota, for uh, sending that in. So I'll make sure to uh, annotate that. And um, I really appreciate all of that. Uh, Dakota, you've been a really great listener and a great suit. And uh, I want to thank you so much. And I'll be reaching out via uh, DM. So yeah, be ready for that. Be on the lookout for that. And then next up, we have a second winner here, and that person is random, 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 Ed 
Magilton or McGilton? I'm going to go with McGilton. It's got to be McGilton, right? M-A-G-I-L-T-O-N. Uh, if I could visualize that, I would, I would let you know, but congratulations. <laughs> so, uh, Ed, Ed, uh, also from our bonus entries, we had a ton of bonus entries this time. So thank you so much again, everyone for participating in that. And, uh, I will be reaching out there, uh, to you, Ed and Dakota, and, uh, we'll kind of figure out who gets what, um, you know, we can kind of figure that out between us. I'm not going to necessarily say one person gets this, the other person gets that, because, you know, we're we're all cool here. We can figure that out like cool people. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for participating. And be on the lookout for another giveaway from us, because uh, this is not going to stop. We're not stopping this train any time soon. Nate, final words? Uh, awesome. Congratulations. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports will and uh, what he's doing here he he's definitely one of my go-to podcasts and obviously if you're listening he's probably one of your uh his, the top ones for you guys as well so uh just a round of applause for everything you do man we appreciate it thank you so much and you were literally clapping in a round circle weren't you uh no but no. I, I can do that too <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you know you people say round of applause that it's like a circle anyway it doesn't matter i digress so yeah suits again Thanks for listening, and Nate, thank you so much for being on. It's been a minute, and we need to not go so long between shows, and I promise you suits out there listening, if you've been listening for a while, the after party has not gone away. It's just there's been so much news and new stuff that we just haven't had time to go back to it right now, especially being kind of more or less once a week, but we're trying to get that back uh, on the docket, and we will be doing that very soon, hopefully. Yeah, it's also, I think, worth noting that it's in, in this turmoil of new updates and characters and stuff that uh, there, there's kind of a, a necessary pause in case something sees an update. Like, it, it becomes a very uh, short uh, shelf life for an episode. Exactly. Exactly. So, with that, Suits, uh, thanks again for listening. Nate, thank you very much for coming on and talking about all these new character updates with me. Absolutely, man. Party on, Nate. Party on, Will. And power down suits. <laughs>